Hey, this is Max, and you're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we talk about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. All right, well, it's my pleasure to be joined again by Steve and Vicky Orsillo on the Uncommon Truth podcast. It's been a crazy few weeks. Uh, we, we recorded a couple weeks ago, and uh, lots, lots changed in the world since then, lots changed in our world. Uh, it's been another two weeks without sports for me, which is tough. Uh, lots of quarantine. Uh, I'm going to post a picture. I'm, I'm wearing a full face mask. I'm sitting very far away as far as our, our USB microphone cords will let you us be. You are social distancing. I'm, uh, I mean, you guys are. I was worried about not using deodorant today. You sitting away over there. I was wondering yeah, what the heck. you didn't have to worry about that. I can still smell you. And I got my face mask on, <laughs> yep. right? So yep. you guys live together, so you can hang out on the same sofa, but I'm all the way over here. So if there's, if you can hear the echo, that's why. And it feels like every day is like Groundhog's Day. What day is today, right? Yeah. Are you having a hard time knowing what day today is? No. Somebody yesterday <laughs> said, Happy Wednesday. It's like, and I said, Well, thanks. Tomorrow. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> so it's yeah. like Groundhog's yeah. Day. It yeah. is. It's it like, is. Yeah. Every, every day is, uh, it's kind of like the same. Um, we're trying to figure out new, like each day, how to keep the children happy oh indoors. Yes. Yesterday was slime. Oh boy! Um, the day before that was decorating these little pets that get put in glitter and grow. Oh, wonderful! What have you guys been doing to keep yourselves going? I'd say eating a lot. <laughs> I'd say working. <laughs> I'm yeah. still working. Yeah, I'm still working too. I have so many projects, and she just wanted to. She wanted to keep up with the Joneses, so she said, "I'm still working too." Yeah. I'm still working three. But I think she made it clear what she's doing. She's, e- she's eating. I'm working. I think. <laughs> remember how the first thing that comes out of your mouth is usually the truth. Yeah. Yeah. She's eating. I'm working. Okay. That's it. I'm cleaning up after him. But she doesn't make enough for me. Okay. What do you mean? So I'm still cooking my own stuff. All food. I think you meant money. And if um, and Vicky on Zoom is a really fun fun thing. Um, she doesn't like the mute button. She just would rather <laughs> just stay on the whole time and. That's right. We were zo- I'm zooming actually today some groups. It's been interesting, and we zoomed. We actually had Zoom for our um, our staff meeting, didn't we? Like a yeah. lot of us. And I guess I was. Uh, you guys heard me drinking out of a straw when I I didn't. I, Everybody I didn't. also mentioned watching you trying to find the button to to, to put yourself in. <laughs> And then you realize that we muted you, and you can't, once we mute you, it's like... Awkward. Everybody goes, Vicky kept trying to hit the button, and then you guys, the one time you unmuted her, then she had it. So she started, uh, so she great. finally started interrupting. She started interrupting, and so we put her back on mute. Oh, boy, That's you and Sarah. That's why you don't have the admin codes, right? I know. They took yeah. me up of all admin codes because I just because I you Because you unmute the button. <laughs> Yeah, that's, so anyway, that's, that's what I only thing I liked about the Zoom. I don't like it cuz man, you know our team meetings are yeah. just a raucous fun-loving family thing and uh certainly Zoom calls are not that. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh but it I was nice. Like it it was nice not to be interrupted all the time. Like that. I thought you were, yeah. Yeah. would love it. Well, you had had your finger on the you could make sure that Trigger. she wasn't yeah. interviewing. Uh, they could all. I could. Right? I could silence them all. He yeah. loved that. He I loved the control. I didn't have to glare at him and say, well, "Can you, you please?" You did quit need talking. somebody's help uh, technically to. 
How do I mute them all, right? That's right. Oh, I wasn't able to do it. I had to have yeah. Sarah Bud, my my Cambridge genius, behind yeah, Sarah's me. Sarah's been on the podcast a few times. Pushing the button. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for those of you in podcast land who uh, once every week or so is not enough content, we are going live every night, live from the house. Yep. I'll put that link up in the podcast description. Um, I so said way the, too much yesterday. That's all right. By the time this comes out, there's going to be four more episodes. We've been going solid for a couple of weeks now. Right now, we're in the middle of our Focusing on Jesus 10-part uh, series. We're still going to have... Loving Jesus. Loving Jesus, right? We're still going to have Easter. Easter is going to be awesome. It's going to be on there. So um, go back and check those out. And they're going to be they're going to be coming to you live on Facebook and YouTube for the foreseeable future, right? Yep. You're going to get sick of us. We call For it the duration uh, of the pandemic. Your life. Yeah. And then we'll probably like it so much, you know us, we'll keep doing it. Yeah, we call it uh, social distancing, not spiritual distancing. So good. Right? Yeah. So in, in now in the world of coronavirus, COVID-19, it's it's a new place. We've got all these new things. Everybody, I've been using Zoom for years, but everybody now has finally heard of it. It's the, when it, you go to download the app, it's the number one app in business. Oh, wow. Uh, because, you know, everybody has to have it now. Wow. And there's all these new words and, and things like social distancing that are coming up in our mm-hmm. in our lexicon. Um, there's Zoom, Zoom bombing, which is people jumping in on public Zoom meetings and really? distur- disturbing everybody with yelling and screaming or flashing or something and now so because of that i heard today there's something called a, a zoom bouncer where you have which is you steve with the with the, the mute, mute button. code the mute right? button you can kick silence people out vicky of the meetings right? steve would be the zoom yes. police yeah so, so that the, is the extremely selfish to go on a zoom and disrupt yeah that is real common today disrupting of public meetings it's like yeah don't let anybody say anything you're afraid of what they're going to say so you disrupt silence them. them and so it's real common in that thread of of selfishness that's what we're going to be talking about today because, oh really because yeah well good segue there um i i guess if you've noticed if you've been to the store um it's still essential you got to go to the store and and sometimes you actually have to go to the store more often but um it's still essential to go there and there's so much less stuff on the shelves you guys noticed that right yeah it's like russia it's uh yeah it is kind of like that and so it seems like everybody's acting either really afraid or really selfish or both. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. I've noticed it. Um, obvi- the obvious toilet paper uh, <laughs> craziness. Um, people are going out of there with like hundreds of rolls <laughs> thinking that it's the end of the world, you know, and um, no concern for the fact that nobody else can get any. Right. And... um I think that's, you know, that's tied into the possessive, selfish, disconnected nature we have. Our politics are so polarized. Our our social behavior is so polarized. We're so we're so divided uh, by race, by behavior, by belief, by everything. We are just so disconnected because of media, um, the availability of entertainment alone in your room that we get addicted to comfort and mm-hmm. we get addicted to our own niceties, our own, the things we need to be, make sure we're taken care of. And when an epidemic arises, there isn't really across the board, there really isn't this share mentality, but I could, you know, what we see in the stores could easily be done. That could happen by a minority, mm-hmm. a very small minority could cause that. And what we're seeing is probably a, 
a pretty large group of very selfless people yeah. as well. Yeah. And um, I, I think that this selfishness should not be uh, rampant in the Christian church for sure. And I think it's one of the great failures of the 21st century Christian church. Well, that's is, what I was going to ask you is, do you think you would think that the, the Christians as Christians would have, we'd have this selfishness thing figured out, but do you think that's the case? I don't. I don't think we teach much about Jesus, and I don't think we teach much about the Book of Acts these days on a worldwide uh, stage. Mm -hmm. I don't think it makes big crowds, and so we don't do it. And uh, the idea of take your possessions, you know, and and share them, or give to any man that asks, lay down your life for your neighbor, love your neighbors, you love yourself, or or even the higher standard that we live by, love your neighbor as I have loved you, and you know, giving, sharing, feeding. Yeah. Uh, supernaturally believing those for your neighbor and for you, letting your belief be benefit of everybody, letting your wisdom be shared, your everything, you know, like uh, I think the idea of King David was who said, I would not profit from something I didn't pay for. Mm. Um, he wouldn't sacrifice something he didn't pay for. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, some book writers and stuff, uh, I've, I've met a few that give away and others that charge you for a consultation, pastors that'll charge you, you go to them for advice and they'll send you a bill. Hmm. And so I think there's both just like, you know, but I think that the selfish part, the, the all about my entitlement and what I deserve, you know, if you, if I counsel you, you, you pay me counseling fee. If I, if I teach you something, then you, you would pay, you would pay a school to go to school. So you should pay me if I teach you something. All of those things, I think both exist. And in the Christian church, they shouldn't. Yeah. One shouldn't exist. So we were we were thinking about this, and and I was struck by the the verse in the beginning of Acts in Acts two. Uh, I'm just going to read it here on my phone. It says, uh, "And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belonging and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need." And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking mm -hmm. bread in their homes, they receive their food with glad and generous hearts. Right. And that kind of speaks of, hey, like if my neighbor needs something, yeah. uh, we're talking about toilet paper. Yeah. Right. But it's it's like even it's like way deeper than than just well, something to wipe with. Yeah, I think I think I think the beginning of that is really all who believed. There's not a caveat. If you believe in Jesus, it's it's your it's your heritage. It's your life to give your life away. And he, he said, you know, be perfect. Like he's perfect. And you know, the, I'll, if you read Jesus, I agree with Steve is that I think the, the 20 is a 21st century Christianity in the Western world has become so, um, interfocused on me, 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 mm -hmm. you know, the, even the mega churches, you know, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on the mega churches, but it's like, it's perfection. And it's, it's all about making people comfortable and, um, kind of making Jesus's words palatable. And I think Jesus' words are not palatable. I think they're very um, challenging and revolutionary. And, yeah. and it says all who believed. It's like, you know, people come to the Father's house sometimes, and, and the best thing they ever say about us is they see an Acts church. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're there yet, but however, I think we're on the road. And um, right now we're seeing it with everybody, you know, um, at the church just trying to give things away. I believe that should be the church today, is give and you shall receive, pressed down, shaken together. And I think giving without the, the possibility of receiving, it's just not mine. And so I think the charge would be for every person listening is, is everything on the line? You know, it's not that you don't, you can't own a car or a house or go on a vacation. It's like, are they on the line? If Jesus mm -hmm. said to give it away, would you be willing to give it away? 
Yeah. And uh, I think that's the charge right now. The Christian Christians across the world right now should be giving of everything they have. Um, this is where we, this is where we should shine and it should be our finest hour. Mm-hmm. So Steve, what are the effects of, of a Christian life that is not selfless? What does that do to a person who is not practicing selflessness in their Christian life? I, I don't pretend to be the judge of the living and the dead. I just have That's to good. read. <laughs> I have to read the Bible and determine what a Christ, what Christianity looks like to try to help my church and my people. People come to me for help. Uh, become start looking like it. Start to identify with it and mm-hmm. start to maybe be a disciple and twin of it. Mm-hmm. So that's what the goal is. So when I what I try to do when I identify what Christianity is, that kind of paints a picture of what Christianity is not. Right. And Christianity selfishness is not allowed. Selfishness is actually the opposite of love. And Christianity is defined by love. The only command Jesus gave was love, and every single epistle the apostles wrote says, I commend you for your love love for one another. Mm -hmm. In one way or the other, I applaud you, your love for one another. It was the goal to love. And selfishness, when you go to the store in an epidemic and you say, I need toilet paper, and you buy a bag extra, that really isn't selfishness. That's just, you know, I'm going to buy a bag extra, you know, case I can't, so I don't have to go to the store as often. Right. But when you fill the cart up and spend your life savings on toilet paper, <laughs> that by itself, I mean, when you spend your money, you buy a cartload, yeah. and you've never in your whole life bought a cartload, that is truly a non-Christian thing that mm-hmm. says to the guy next to you, you don't get to have it, what I have. I need it, you can't have That's it. That's really good. That is a non-Christian good. identification. Response. So. I, I don't get to, you know, no judgment from me. Just I'm telling you that I would not want to walk with a holy God and have that be my operating procedure to look out for me alone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know Vicki and I want, some, we want to never fall into that category of really worrying about us alone. We want to take everyone with us and make sure everybody has enough. <coughs> we, uh, we built a big house at the end of our life in response to the fire burning one down so that we could accommodate a lot of people. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, boy. We had just I'm, gone I'm through the... I'm six feet away. It's okay. I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we had just gone through a uh, um, a scare where our dam was close yeah, to overflowing. I was just thinking about that, actually. And it was right breaking. Now, oh, no, it wasn't February. You know, and 75 people stayed at our house. And we had over the course of time accumulated some stuff and we were and we had them bring it up and we just everybody shared together very mm-hmm. much like that book of Acts yeah. statement. Yeah. In our life, we have a community around here that's probably a hundred strong, maybe a little less. But um, we want to make sure everybody has. And if you come to our house and you don't have, Vicky will send you home with what she has. Yeah, I'm, and it's I'm just the nature shirt, of how actually, we do Vicky it. Vicky dropped off at the office <clears throat> for me yesterday because yeah. I, I made an offhand comment that I don't have enough colored shirts. Cause, and it was your birthday. Uh, yeah, well, there and, you go. And there she go. brought him a shirt. It's go. just the way Vicky is, and it's the way I think that this is how I, the this is the society I want to build. But really, we started out from day one saying what we want to the, the the city of Orville doesn't need another church. What they need is a is a book of Acts church. Hmm. And so what you just read is the book of Acts church, but the whole world thinks 
the book of Acts church is signs and wonders. Ooh. Okay. Oh, signs wow. and wonders are supposed to follow you, not be the point of you. Okay. What you read about generosity, about your possessions being shared with all, that's the book of Acts church. It isn't signs and wonders. Okay. It isn't prophetic words. It isn't um, soaking. The book of Acts church is loving one another and giving, and the Holy Spirit is attracted to that. And I can't say that the Holy Spirit at the Father's house imitates anything like the Toronto outpouring or even Bethel Church, but the Holy Spirit at the Father's house church is extremely strong. You can feel it. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't manifest in the same way. It is a confidence. It is a trust. It is a peace. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people get people all bowed up about what they don't have. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather look at what we do have. And I think without with or without toilet paper, I am really fine. I've, I've been on construction sites all my life and toilet paper stolen all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not the end of the world. Even more so to now. To go into an outhouse and have no toilet paper. Oh, boy. It's just not the end of the world. It, life goes on, you know. It's <laughs> And so those aren't the big issues, you know, whether you have eggs. Like they, they just wiped out the eggs in the whole city. Now they're back. The eggs of, you know, chickens are working good. So anyway, (laughs) but the idea of these kinds of shortages, they're not what make my life good or not. My life is good because the Holy Spirit is with me Mm. and I have peace. And, and, and I think I wouldn't trade the peace that I have for hoarding anything that to make sure I'll be comfortable past next Friday. Yeah. If, if, you know, if, if there was worldwide famine, I mean, I, I think we'd be taken care of. I'd lose some weight. That oh wouldn't be a bad thing. But right now we're not we're not experiencing that. What we're experiencing here at the Father's house is the Holy Spirit. We we have the book of Acts church where everybody shares with everybody. I don't think anybody around here ever goes without. Right. And when somebody does, people empty their cupboards. We hear it. Yeah, we hear about it. Mm-hmm. And we've done it. We've we've seen it a hundred times around here where someone gets a little behind and everybody comes to their rescue. Yep. Yeah. Someone has a fine to pay off and everybody contributes. And they pay off the fines from the past because they're born again. We want to shake off the old man Mm -hmm. and the fines go with. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff as well as the church is built by some stuff. And I think, um, you know, uh, the church, the father's house church here is built by that kind of selfless behavior. Well, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to ask Vicky about this because I've, I've heard this story. I I wasn't here uh, when everything started, but I've heard the story in class and stuff about yeah. how about how the church got started and how uh, one of our buildings came. Um, and, and tell me about this, about how Steve used your guys' retirement savings yeah. plan to build the what was at the time the main church building. Um, it was it was many years ago now, probably I don't know, seventeen, eighteen years ago. More like twenty. Yeah, yeah. twenty. Um, and we were Steve is a contractor, and we we were building the um, which is now that kind of quasi dining hall, but was going to be our main church. And um, he had uh, poured the foundation, or was going to pour the foundation, and he had no money. He ran out of money, mm-hmm. and he was sitting on a heap, kind of like Lord, really, kind of questioning the Lord a little bit about why you know, why there's no money for the uh, foundation. Why, why did you tell me to build this? I mean, I had a clear vision to build it. Yeah. yeah. So um, he, all of a sudden a, a download from heaven came to him and he said, well, what about the money you're kind of hoarding? Basically you're, you're um, saving. And he, all of a sudden a vision came um, from him where him and I b- had both had a, 
an IRA or a life life. Uh, it was power. an IRA. Yeah. Anyway, um, and it was it was like probably I think he had twelve and I had eleven or something like that. Anyway, he said, "Oh, okay, that, you know that will help the foundation, but you got to tell Vicky." So he comes home and he, mm-hmm. and he tells me, "Hey, um, you know what do you think about giving our our um, IRA our retirement savings account to build the church?" And I'm like, "I'm not really I'm not really with you." I yeah. just, I got kind of like, no, that's mine. And, uh, and I just was like, no, I'm not, I'm not with you. And of course, by the end of the day, the Lord kind of slapped me around <laughs> and it's like, whose money is it? And do you really need to protect your life or your future? You know, it, you, do, do you trust me? And I'm like, mm, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. So, but I did. So I called the, I called the, um, insurance agent and said, go ahead and, and, um, I'm going to sign this over. So I signed it over. Steve didn't know, and he got a check in the mail for my portion, correct? Yeah, I was, I was going to take another run at her. And about the time I, because I, the Lord told me to do it, and I knew we had to do it. So it was about a week later, I was going to take a run at her, and the check came in the mail, and it's her half. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it, it's equal halves in yeah. California. And so I called the guy and cashed mine in. I didn't know she'd cashed hers in. So we got our money and built that building. And, um, the amount of people that um, have benefited from that that um, building, and it really broke something in me regarding um, giving. And um, money comes and money goes. I mean, we, you know, the truth is, a lot of us have had a lot, or, or in a little, or or we just kind of plot along. And um, it just really broke something in me because we have lived really well, you know, on faith. And, uh, you know, people are shocked at how well we live. And, you know, that, that was, that was a lot of, that was a lot, a lot of money and hard to do. And once I did it, it felt like it really broke. I broke free Mm. in in many ways. I still struggle with money. I think we all do, you know, and and when you have a lot, it seems like it's harder as you see it start going down. If you have none, it's easy. It's easy kind of to give. I don't know what that is about. But once you see a lot of money in your bank account, it's, it's tougher to, to watch it go down. Yeah. Control. So that that really changed your your mind. It kind of yes. it like flicked a switch almost, yes. right? Yes. Now another story that I've heard you say, Steve, is about the time. Uh, I don't know if it's around the same time, but you were getting doors stolen off of all the buildings. <laughs> no, here. what happened was I get deliveries right down Southside, and, and so I was building in a pretty nice neighborhood over here, spec houses, and had quite a few going. And I got the doors, and the front doors are very expensive. The outs- the exterior doors are very expensive doors. And so um, I usually have them delivered to the house. Well, this guy that works for me had them delivered to the car shop. Which is right next to right the church. In, in next right next to the church. In, in, in Southside. South and he called me, and he said, I didn't want to leave these up here, so I had them delivered down there. Huh. In Southside, I said, yeah. So I went down there, and they were gone. And it was $1,200 door. And so all the doors combined was a lot more than that. Yeah. And so I just got so mad. First off, I was mad at him a little bit for sending the doors to Southside. And so I started ripping and tearing up and down the street looking for a remodel because I knew I know who stole them. You were so mm-hmm. mad. And it, he put them right across the street from the guy, the little pack of thieves that lived in this house. And <laughs> he says they, that in love. And, the and, den of and thieves. They, <laughs> the den they, of thieves. Uh, they, they were always stealing my stuff. I Alibaba. mean, I caught them all the time. But this time I went looking for their houses to see which one had a new door needed doors, <laughs> you know, when they were remodeling. Yeah. And I was looking at every house for these doors, right? 
And because all of a Southside, sudden, that would st- really stand out. Oh, it would stand yeah. out. Twelve hundred dollar door on a front on a outside house. <laughs> yeah. Neon the, I was able to buy houses for twelve hundred dollars yeah. back then. Anyway, twelve hundred. Um, anyway, no, twelve. Oh. No, but I was, embellishing? I was I'm embellishing. Okay. Anyway, or just exaggerating. Okay, exaggerating. So, all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me, and I said, you know, um, I, I'm. What do you? He said, What are you doing? And I said, I'm looking for my doors. I'm mad. And he said, whose doors? Oh, boy. And I just, I was stopped because the Lord was speaking, and I'm very reverent to him. And I said, but Lord, if they're your doors, why did you want them to steal them? And it was like, whose doors are they? Yours or mine? Oh, boy. And I said, they're your doors. Right. And you can give them to whoever you want. I turned my truck around, went back to the job site, uh, called my door company and ordered, reordered the doors, hmm. had them delivered to the right place this time where they got hung the, for that day so, <laughs> yeah. and, and put in the houses. Didn't but learn a lesson. It really was. Again, you know, I'm very non-possessive and I'm very good with money. I, I have no cares for money. And yet money is still money and sex and Whoa. and and other maybe a couple other things the pride oh, yeah. of life the fear of failure those kinds of things are probably the most powerful that you yeah. never get like like really a, a deep injury from someone these are the things that you don't get over in one shot so money is something you can say you're fear you're free from the the love of money but you've got to be on guard all the time because right. how seductive it is. That's right. I've lost so much money and I've had so much money. And I know um, my biggest thing is, is, the, is the feeling of failure is the biggest, bigger than the loss of the money. Mm-hmm. But just like that, just, just like snap your, snap your fingers and I'll have $100 and know somebody needs it and I'll put it away so that nobody can ask me for it. So if they ask me, I don't have it. Uh. So then I go... I get convicted and go put it back in my pocket and say, Lord, you're free to have them ask me. But there for a minute, just for a second, I got caught up in, put my wallet away. So if they ask me, I can say, Oh, I don't have it on me. Oh boy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'll, and I, I catch myself playing that game and mm-hmm. realize, well, that's the, the, the you know, for $10 or a hundred dollars, if you're not willing to let go of $10 and a hundred dollars, then you're really not free of money. Hmm. And so, you uh, should probably tell that story about the uh, one guy who said, I wish I had a million dollars. Yeah, no, this guy came for to us on a P sixty one, and he told me he had came this for a in, visit, right? Yeah, yeah, for a visit. He had a Mission, vision. He had a vision. He thought was from God. That was an invention that would make hundreds of millions of dollars. And I said, "Well," and he wanted to talk to me about it. So we sat down. We talked about it. Long story short, you know, we signed some non disclosure agreements, and I called a guy that patented a lot of lot of patents, gave us this building gave us the money to build this building. So this building came from this guy. So I called him over, asked him if he would come and advise us on the patenting of this idea and how we design it, where we go to get it, you know, engineered and everything. Um, And he came over and he said, he signed a non-disclosure agreement as well. It's all very legal stuff, you know? And and then he just sat down he wrote down, he, he looked at the invention and he went and he did a search and he found that it's already out there and cities are already employing it. And so um, when I was in the conversation, though, I said, why do you want this? And he said, um, 
because I want to do good things. I want millions and millions of dollars because I want to do good things. And I asked him, I said, are you doing good things now? He says, well, I only have a little money. Yeah, but with that money, are you doing the little things that that money can do? Hmm. Are you giving people $10 who need $10? That's good. And he said, no, because, you know. When I get the money, you know, I will. When yeah. I get this money, I will. I'll be generous. And I just said to him, I said, listen, bud, you, if you don't, if you won't give the ten dollar need right. when you have ten dollars, you're never going to give money when you have a million dollars. The intoxication and the disease that's going to come upon you right. is just going to overwhelm you, and so you're never going to. Th- this money will destroy you mm-hmm. if you're not given from from your small amount. Your need. You're you're not you're not given from your need. Yeah. There is never enough money. There is no way on earth that you'd ever have enough money. It's so when you have little or when you have a lot. Your money is a powerful, powerful force that so can good. really hook you. And so that to me is a danger sign. I want to make sure that when I have a little, I, I'm, I'm still being generous with it. Mm-hmm. And when I get more, I'm still every, every level that I want to be generous with it. I want to make sure that I'm not hoarding toilet paper. I'm not, I'm not failing to make sure that I'm part of the problem. I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be the solution. I want to go in and get what I need and trust the Lord for tomorrow. I think the biggest issue in this whole subject is learning to live for today. The people you read about in Acts, they live for today. Mm. Good. If you share what you have, what about tomorrow? But we're not in tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself. Isn't and if you, yes, if you trust the Lord for tomorrow, the Lord's going to take care of you. Just get yeah. through today. If you trust you for tomorrow, then you're going to suffer the consequences of that. If we keep living like this in America, people will be coming to your door to knock it down to take what you have because mm. you hoard everything yeah, and you become the target of those that didn't get there first. And I think a lot in America, a lot of people know who the hoarders are too. There's, mm. there's denominations or um, religions that we know are hoarders, and it's like, I don't want to be known for a hoarder. I want to be known for a giver. Right. I want to give yeah. things away. Well, and that's so that story about uh, the the guy who who couldn't give from from the little that sort of reminds me that you didn't just like you didn't just get to the point right like overnight where you could say okay I'm going to use this this money f- to build the church or I'm going to uh, give this stuff away or um, it took time right yeah so, and the, you know I, I as you asked that I'm I'm thinking about um, Stephanie. Um, Mumby, whose husband just passed away, Jordy, right. our associate pastor. And I remember her doing a um, an offering call um, at church. She was talking about, you know, giving. And she said, I don't think, had I not started giving uh, 15 years ago on 10%, I don't know that I'd ever be able to withstand the uh, storm of cancer. And right. it's really interesting because... I remember that. that remember, it was, it was so profound. It's, it's true. You can't just start giving away $20,000 when that's all you have, you got to start practicing your, your giving faith, your giving mm-hmm. muscle. You just don't work out. You know, I'm not going to go press 500 pounds at the gym. I'm going to start with 10 pounds and I'm going to learn how to, you know, give, get 50 to 15 yeah. pounds, you know? And, um, I think it's really, it's really, um, a stair step. And, you know, if you don't start giving $1 more than you can afford. And I think that's really essential. You know, a lot of, a lot of believers tithe, they give 10%. And not a dollar more sometimes because it's legalistic. And actually, that's Old Testament. Mm-hmm. That's really not what we're supposed to be doing in the New Testament. We're supposed to give all. Yeah. So the Acts scripture that you just read is giving all. And that means just your time, your money, your, your food, your, your clothes, your effort, 
Um, and I believe, you know, you got to start at 10%, but then you continually give more and more until you just know that when a pandemic comes, you'll be fine. Yeah. And it's, and we're talking a lot about money, but it's not, it's not all money, right? No. It's time, it's, it's energy, time. it's mm-hmm. sharing the Your things life. you have, right? Um, yeah. Sharing it's life on life. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are some things, uh, somebody's listening and they're like, man, I'm not there. How can, how can you get there to, to transition from a selfish Christianity to a selfless Christianity? I think, I think, I, um, what I just said is start with just giving a dollar more than you can afford. Cause really the, like for me, the money breaking the money hold would be really, is really essential. And then giving a few more minutes to someone, you know, but I think, I think the money is a root of all evil and, but we all need it. And it's, um, it's just stair-stepping, give it, give one more minute than you can afford. Give, give one more, uh, toilet paper, give, go out and give, if you're, if it's you and you're hoarding things, go give it away to the food bank. The food banks are crazy. Um, they're crazy right now. They yeah. need food. Um, our, our cupboards are bare right now. We're seeing a real need in, in our food bank. I would say practically, do more than you think you can mm-hmm. in your life, in your giving of your food, your giving of your time, your giving of your money. Would you agree with that, Steve? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it seems like what you were saying, like it could be, it could be pretty soon that we're going to need that faith muscle, yes. that selflessness muscle yes. here in America. I mean, we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. We no. don't know what next week's going to hold next month. So it's it's kind of like almost past time to it's be now. To be ready to now. to live with each other and and life on life, you say something uh, in our in our team the the kind of the team at the church of all the volunteers. There's sixty seventy something people. Uh, you say that when you when you give all of yourself, you're you're losing you know some of some of what you've got, but you're gaining all of what they have, right? Correct. Yep. And so I, I think of that in that that acts a couple verses there, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You might be losing this, this field that you sold in, in acts so or for you, um, this retirement fund, but you're gaining all these other people who are going to be looking after you in your time of need, right? Spiritual sons and daughters. Yeah, you got 60 like, more, you know, yeah. you got 60. If you, if I'm giving a hundred percent to you and you're giving hundred percent to me and all 65 people are giving hundred percent to each other, no one really lacks because no one's trying to, no one's trying to one up the other person. And I believe that, um, we all, then we get the, we get the residual benefits, you know, like in marriage, if you give your, if you give, you know, they say, you know, give 50%, no, you give a hundred percent. And then, you know, and if he gives 100%, you, you know, you're just way, way ahead in the yeah. equation. Is that how it goes, honey? Something uh, like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, so all of us, are, all 65 of us are giving. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a teaching. Like you said, right now, it's almost too late because of pandemic. We don't know what the world's going to look like after we all come out of our quarantine houses and look at the sky. We're not sure where we're going to be as a world even. You know, is, yeah. this, is, this a, is the whole world system going to fall? That's right. I don't know. We don't know. You, the money, you know, nobody's working. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's time now it's to start to practice um, generosity in your life. Mm-hmm. So now, the end of that story in Acts, it culminates with Ananias and Sapphira. Right. So once you start going down that road, recap it real quick for us. Go ahead. So, so they're all giving what they have and Ananias and Sapphira sell a piece of ground and came and look, we sold it for this much and we're giving this much. And Peter said, you know, you didn't sell it for that much. You sold it for more. 
and you've lied to the Holy Spirit. You t- oh, tried to take credit for being holy when you're not holy. And they died. <laughs> they died for lying to the Holy Spirit. So the performance of Christianity is not enough. Hmm. The attempt to look like you're doing right is not enough. And I think that in the end, like I said when we started, I'm not the judge of the living and the dead. I simply am Reading c- Jesus. Give, been given the the job as shepherd to make sure and look at what's right and what's wrong and lead people into green pasture, not away, not, not into stuff that's going to cause us all to be screwed up. So we don't have a platform for people to get up and tell testimonies that aren't true. That's a very dangerous thing. That's what they did. Mm -hmm. We have a platform for people to do what the other people did, give their life away. And give their stuff away and see the abundance that comes in return. Jesus said, give and you shall receive. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. That verse is about forgiveness and judgment. We, in the 20th century church, changed it into money. But it works with money. Give and you shall receive. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. The philosophy was about forgiveness, mercy, non-judgment if you judge that measure you use will be the measure used for you if you don't judge Mm. the measure you don't use is the measure won't be used for you so he's not going to shape you up and measure you up and size you up for judgment if you're being merciful kind forgiving and unjudgmental and those are pretty good places to start if you were in walmart wanting to buy all of the toilet paper, trying to find enough carts to fill it. But then all of a sudden you looked around you at with kindness, goodness, and mercy. Mm. You'd put it's all good. the toilet paper back and take only what you need. It's good. Yeah. And you would, you would not make these mistakes. Ananias and Sapphira got up to say, look at us. Mm-hmm. We are just like you. We're holy. We're generous. And Peter was a little bit, I, I have to say, Peter watched, you know, Peter got to live in the times of Jesus dying. He knows what Jesus went through. He wow. knows he denied him. He knows his own failure. He's a little irritated with anybody <laughs> using the name of Jesus performance. For, for performance yep. or right. for financial gain. Yep. He even told him, it was your lot. You it was your land when you, you could have done. You done. Yeah. You'd have been fine just to say, we sold it for 20 and here we're given we're 10. 15. It was yours to do what you wanted with, but to lie and take credit for a holiness that you didn't don't possess. And so Peter's reaction was pretty strong against them. <laughs> yeah. And yet they died. You know, what, what do we learn from that today? We we need to learn that giving and receiving has to be something we live by. It, it can't just be something we say we live by. Mm. It's not some holiness we want to claim that we don't really have. We want to say the holiness of God is that he gave everything to me. Yeah. He gave his life right. for me. He lives with his holiness inside my unholy body. I owe him everything. I deserve nothing. I want to work for him. And so when we go out and do work and someone starts complaining, I just say, well, you just honestly don't get the idea of working for Jesus. Hmm. If you give work to Jesus, he's going to give work to you. You give energy to Jesus, you're going to have more energy. You're going to have the energy you need. You give time to Jesus, and you're going to have time. And you give money to Jesus, and he's going to take care of you. Mm. You give toilet paper to Jesus. (laughs) 
You say, Jesus, I'm not going to take this toilet paper. I'm going to let my neighbors take it. Yeah. You're going to have toilet paper. I'm serious. What you give in like kind, you will receive. And you'll receive pressed down, shaken together, running over. You'll either have that paper or you'll you'll have an abundance of ideas that allow you to not have to worry about toilet paper. Right. You will. And so... We use toilet paper because it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in a mass hysteria. <laughs> There's no honestly... diarrhea. It's all. It's a. It's a cold. It's a respiratory thing. Yeah. yeah. So because you're just locked up forever, and you're afraid. It's because they're afraid that this pandemic's going to go on. It's like one person started, and everybody thought. Oh, I haven't thought out. of that. Yeah, but it went worldwide. And you know, did, you know, when yeah. you're in the store, I mean, you actually feel that. You actually yeah. feel like maybe I should buy a whole bunch of toilet paper, and you're like, okay, down Simba. Down no, Simba. no, yeah. you're not going to do that. Get down. Yeah. Get off that. Yeah. Yeah, and I know. I all of a sudden you, you watch you if you, toilet paper you know watching the news for me gets me all panicked. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't want this panic. Turn that crap off. Yeah, Ooh, can you say crap? If I yeah, live okay. or toilet if paper. I die, <laughs> yeah. If I live or if I die, it's the Lord's. My times are ordered by the Lord, not 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 pandemics. Yeah. Can I just um, you know, I think just veering off just a bit, Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament. It's really a hard story because a lot of Christians in 2020 believe that God is not mad or God does not do these kind of things. Or, yeah. He doesn't punish. And it's like that one um, little blip in the radar in the New Testament is like, how do you explain that? Mm. How do you explain the death of Ananias and, Ananias and Sapphira? And, 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 our, and our, you know, he's always, he always wants to bless and love, and he does. However, he doesn't suffer fools. No. And it's like, you know, and, and in selfishness, like Steve said, they could have... Um, they could have sold over twenty thousand and said, "Hey, I sold for twenty. Here's five thousand, and they would have been. They still be alive. Mm-hmm. However, just a performance of look at look at me. I'm great. I don't think I don't claiming think God a really, holiness you don't, don't have really is not going to work out for you. Fools, does he? No. Whoever yeah. is listening to this, claiming a holiness yeah. you don't have claiming is not going to work out for you. It's just let's get real. Let's. This is a time for all of us to get real. Yeah. To really do a, a self evaluation check on all of us, and I'm talking about me. Um, you know, the world may never be the same. And what is the church going to do? What are we going to be on the front line, or are we going to be in the back line in the in the medical, you know, in the medical tent, you know, getting triage, or are we out there pushing forward the agenda of Jesus Christ in yeah. life and being selfless? It's about making not making our own kingdoms, whether yeah. they're built of toilet paper or canned Correct. foods or whatever, but it's making. His kingdom. Jesus famous. It, right? We want to make Jesus famous mm-hmm. in a real Christianity. You know, at the Father's house, if you come, you'll just see people um, just giving their life away and with joy. And um, I remember one person, a lot of people ask us, well, you guys just work your way to heaven. And it's like, ah, gosh, if I had done that 21 years later, I'd be really, really um, despondent and, and uh, burnt out. Yeah. I haven't been burnt out in 21 years. It's because mm-hmm. the fact is we're owed nothing and we get to work for Jesus. It's a privilege to work for Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to make him famous. And, uh, you know, just the, the day Jordy passed away and having everybody, what, 65 people go to his bedside and telling him, yeah. you know, what you mean to me. He's, what a, what a, what a incredible life well lived selflessly and Jordy was an, uh, a totally selfless selfless person yeah. and his life mattered yeah well I thank you guys for oh, it was fun for joining us here it's uh, our living room setting I got my face mask on yeah we're gonna disinfect these microphones oh boy. real good 
Yep. Before we, uh, we you didn't do it before we talked. Oh, oh we boy. did it before. We'll okay. do it after. And uh, all the police. Yeah, I got. I see Vicky's got her hand sanitizer on her purse. Yep, I'm ready to go. I got six. mine in my car. So. Hawaiian pink. Hawaiian pink. Mine, mine smells like geraniums. Ooh, you, you're okay with your masculinity. Yeah. There you go, Henry. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Really appreciate it. Have a great day.